What's up, gamer? How's it going? Another day, another death screen, right? So, today, we are going to talk about some game news, which we haven't done in a long, long time. But here we are, talking about game news. <clears throat> so, do you recall when Google Stadia was announced? I vaguely remember it. So, when Google Stadia was announced, it was purported to be like the first streaming service. Like, you should have been able to just stream games like Xbox is doing now. So, it was exciting at the time because it was, I mean, unprecedented. <laughs> Who, where else could you stream games? Where else could you do that except for Google Stadia? Of course then the console launched and it wasn't it wasn't at all what they said it was they kept pushing it back for like two years or like oh yeah streaming is coming to the console streaming is coming to the console but it never did uh at least not in the timeline that they said so of course the the game is gonna die this, the console is gonna die so here we are at the death of google stadia Google's foray into consoles has been defeated. Their foray into gaming has been ended. Google will not dominate the gaming sphere, which is kind of nice. So Google Stadia will be unsupported as of January 18th. And I guess people are holding farewell parties for, for the thing. Uh, I mean, obviously there are some people who enjoyed it and wanted to say goodbye. I don't fully understand that, but everything's gonna have its fan, right? So if you go looking for articles yourself, you may run across the same one that I did, where the gamer suggests that Google Stadia had 750,000 active players in 2020, in last year, right? It directly says from this person Akshay Patel that a report from a February 2020 report revealed that the platform had over 750,000 monthly active users. So I'm like, what does that mean? Like they're dumping a, a console with almost a million players? That doesn't make any sense. So I, I click on this quote unquote report. Turns out that it links to a tweet from 2022 from last year and it directly says in the tweet google stadia also had around 750 monthly active users in 2020 so three years ago congratulations gamer content generator uh i'm not going to call you a journalist because you put the link in there and intentionally deceive people into thinking that last year google had 750,000 monthly active users. That's not true. I don't know how many active users there actually are. So, shame on you for putting that in there. Shame on the editor for letting that slide because that that's that's just wildly inaccurate. So, regardless, uh, Google says that they are going to refund players and it, it 
it could be assuming that this fan on reddit assuming that their calculations are correct it it could end up costing google close to a billion dollars half a billion dollars assuming that everybody that invested in stadia everybody that bought accessories and games through stadia that they actually seek refunds that's unlikely but say even a hundred thousand people seek a refund that's going to cost google quite a chunk of money luckily google owns basically everything else so i think it won't hurt them ultimately <laughs> so it's the dawn of a new age for gaming you know i was uh i was doing something yesterday i had to use netflix on my phone and i'm noticing that netflix has its own app for gaming which i found pretty interesting I have yet to check it out, but it looks like it's essentially Xbox Game Pass just with Netflix attached to it. So Netflix now is entering the fray with mobile streaming games, which honestly is a is a brilliant idea. Netflix getting into gaming and streaming games just like they did with TV shows, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I don't know that they're going to break the mold like they did with TV and movies. But it's at least incentive to keep Netflix around because it doesn't cost you anything extra. You essentially have your own Steam Deck, really, <laughs> at your fingertips. You know, you don't have to pay for Game Pass. And as I've been saying for a while, you know, a lot of parents use tablets and phones for as like babysitters when they're at restaurants so netflix may corner the market with kids and mobile gaming kids are already on youtube uh not youtube on netflix so could be could be an interesting interesting foray could be successful we shall see Speaking of the king of gaming, though, Xbox, it looks like, it looks like you may be able to get Cyberpunk 2077 through Game Pass, which is pretty, pretty rad, I'm not going to lie. So this report comes from Dual Shockers. It looks like... It'll be releasing a complete edition with all previously released content in the near future. So we will see what actually happens. Another report that I saw shows that Cyberpunk is where CDPR wants it to be. So they can move on with a multiplayer version of the game. And I, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't know exactly what that looks like. I don't know if it's going to be combat. I don't know if it's going to be like a choose a faction kind of thing and defend your territory. It could be, it could be pretty good. Cyberpunk was a very ambitious game. I mostly enjoyed it until this last update when I felt like the game was broken. 
Like I didn't, I didn't have a problem driving a car, for example, when it first released. A lot of people said they did, but I, I didn't experience that. And with this latest update, I just, it's, it's everything that people said that it was. It's glitchy. It's slow. It's buggy. Driving a car is the worst thing in the world. So, but I mean, the, the world building is pretty great. I, I thoroughly enjoy the world building. I enjoy the story. It's just too ambitious for what it is. And maybe it'll work better on PC. If it's coming to Game Pass, like this rumor says, then I'll be able to play it on PC as the quote-unquote journalist did when they reviewed the thing. So it could, it could be a lot better on PC. And again, if you have Game Pass and you have a decent PC, then this is your opportunity to play cyberpunk as it was intended to be played so that's pretty neat in my opinion game pass does hits all the right notes they do all the right things it, it's game Pass is it, it's just the best thing for gamers you know in that article that was talking about google stadia was saying you know oh google stadia was one of the cheapest ways to get into gaming what are these gamers going to do now? And it's like, Game Pass costs $15. And if you already have a PC, you, you've, you've got your gaming platform. There are ways to game without having to buy a console. There are ways to get cheap and free games without doing much. You know, Steam has their sales. They have free games. Epic has free games. It, it's the gaming environment is. It seems expensive. I was literally just looking at consoles because I want to reward myself for stopping smoking. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hold your applause. <laughs> uh, so, you know, a Series X does cost five hundred dollars. It's not. It's pretty expensive. It's pretty deep dive into the pocketbook for most people like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago most people don't have even a thousand dollars in the bank so a lot of people are financing the damn thing but when you're living paycheck to paycheck and you can't afford even five hundred dollars out of pocket that 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 expense is going to add up real quick you know that 33 dollars a month or whatever whatever you're paying I mean, Xbox has all access, so that eases it a little bit. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. It, it There are ways to, to play games without spending a ton of money. So Google Stadia is not leaving this massive hole. I, I don't know how many people actually got into Stadia. Obviously, it was under a million per month. So those people aren't missing out. And these journalists that... <laughs> are trying to make mountains out of molehills are missing the mark once again but still it's a it's a moment to mark in history because it's not every day that you get a major major company a trillion dollar company like google trying to get into gaming and failing miserably at getting into gaming
So mark your calendars. January 18th, the day that Google failed at gaming. F's in the chat. Now let's go back to talking about <laughs> games in TV. Specifically, let's talk about The Last of Us. So as you know, the first episode of The Last of Us TV show comes out in four days on Sunday. And it's on HBO. It's on a streaming service. Apparently, HBO is increasing the price of their, their service by a dollar a month starting February 11th. So you get two, maybe three episodes of The Last of Us at your original price of fourteen ninety nine a month. But after February 11th, it goes up to 15 99 a month so it's not awful it's 12 dollars a year it's not the worst increase in the world it is kind of crappy that they timed it when they did <laughs> uh i mean it makes sense right you bring people in with a show like this and then you start charging them more if they're on the monthly subscription plan so from a business standpoint, it, it makes it makes sense. I, I don't fault them for it. The issue that I have with HBO specifically is that I pay I paid a bunch of money, as you know, I've talked about on the podcast. I paid a bunch of money for the for the year, but I still have to watch ads. And it kinda it kinda sucks. It to me it feels like it defeats the purpose of a streaming service. If I have to pay $5 extra a month, an extra $50 a year to not see ads, I feel like I, I feel like I'm being taken for a ride. That could just be me, but for every if every streaming service did that, charge me an extra $50 a year, like I'm shelling out, I might as well just get cable. You know, it's it's ultimately cheaper. <laughs> so of course we're headed that direction again we're, we're gonna end up with cable and you don't get to opt out of commercials that's just what we're gonna go back to that's a whole other can of worms maybe we'll talk about that on another episode but the state of streaming services is just i i, I don't it's not as fun as it used to be netflix and hulu used to be it and they used to be super super rad but now it's just i don't know man it's just it's all so much and really for a lot of these platforms like you you get it just for for one thing like paramount plus you got it for halo tv how often do you want to watch freaking top gun maverick you know and it's a good movie paramount has a lot of good movies but i mean you're there for Halo. <laughs> Otherwise, it should just be on Netflix. And if it's not on Netflix, then is it really worth watching? You know? At least that's how I feel. I It could just be me. But it probably isn't. I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Same with CBS. I don't know why CBS has its own... its own streaming platform. Like, to watch CSI? I don't... <laughs> It's bizarre. Anyway, getting a little off topic. A little while ago, Passions and I were talking about Magic the Gathering. I don't remember if Squirrely was part of that conversation. 
he might have been i miss squirrely by the way anyway we were talking about magic the gathering and these card packs that they were putting out uh so i saw a video by voice critical talking about wizards of the coast the company that owns magic the gathering and dungeons and dragons uh apparently and hasbro i guess owns uh wizards of the coast in in turn so hasbro slash wizards of the coast are trying to they feel that they that dungeons and dragons is under monetized they feel like they're losing a bunch of money on dungeons and dragons they want to capture more of the money that is already floating out there so what they're doing is they're charging royalties on anybody making more than a quarter of a million dollars on third-party campaigns so you may or may not know that dungeons and dragons sells official campaigns that you can play certain storylines that you can play within the official universe of course as a tabletop game you can make up whatever adventure you want I had a coworker who was doing World War II with ducks <laughs> as a as a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I shit you not. It was it was pretty good. So when you have third party campaigns like that, there is apparently a channel on YouTube that has gained a lot of attention because of their campaign and because of the the game that they're currently playing. So it's raked in a ton of money because of YouTube's ad revenue and subscriptions, things like that. Wizards of the Coast, of course, with this this contract, would be going after some of that money. I think, it, I forget what it was, 10%, 20% royalty, because they're using the mechanisms attached to Dungeons and Dragons. So, I, I mean, Charlie was freaking out a little bit. He felt that because there's a stipulation in there that wizards of the coast could alter the agreement at any time without or with written notice that it could ultimately kill dungeons and dragons but i i I just don't see it they're not darth vader out here i don't think saying i've already altered the deal pray i don't alter it further i i don't think that's what's happening and I don't think that even if you tried, you could not kill Dungeons and Dragons. It just, it won't go away. Because it's the basis for every other RPG. Every single other RPG lives off of the ideas behind Dungeons and Dragons. You you tear away all the sci-fi aspects of Outer Worlds, and it's Dungeons and Dragons. You tear away everything, every futuristic aspect of fallout or not even that you just throw a dragon into fallout and it's dungeons and dragons every single rpg ever is based off of dungeons and dragons that game will never go away ever at least in spirit and even with these royalties i don't think that the game will ever go away it it just won't it's so good and so inventive that it just it will never die you can do literally anything you want with it and with the roll of some dice 
you get your outcome. So he he's freaking out a little bit that even channels that are making like ten dollars, twenty dollars are going to start getting royalty. And I'm exaggerating here, but they're they're going to start getting royalty claims. And I, I just don't I don't see it. Dungeons and Dragons as a game isn't popular to play anyway. Even he admits that he played one campaign in his life. I would love to play one campaign in my life. I don't really see it happening. It's not a popular game because it takes so long to play through a single campaign that, you know, it's really not, unless you're really, really dedicated to the campaign and you have a bunch of friends, and that's the that's the other aspect of it, you have to get together live to play. We're not talking about a computer game here. We're talking about a tabletop game. So you have to get all of the players together live to play the thing. And you know how hard it is to schedule time with friends anyway. <laughs> it, it it's It's extremely difficult to continue a Dungeons and Dragons campaign over time. So... I don't see that this royalty is really going to affect anybody, even even third-party creators. Because if you you have so much room to grow this thing, at least right now, at $750,000 in, in revenue, you I mean, your campaign is clearly taking off, and you're clearly going to make more money if you've hit that $750,000 threshold. Now, if they, even if they, I would even argue that if you lower that down to $100,000, so you have four players, say that four players are playing a campaign and they're streaming it or something, and they make $100,000 a year on that stream. That's $20,000 per person that they didn't have before, you know, and you take out the 20%, it's still what, uh, I can't do math. It, what's 80,000 divided by four? Yeah, 20,000. So before it would have been 50. I can't do math. Somebody do the math for me. <laughs> you would still have a substantial amount of money afterward, even at $100,000 uh, for your stream. So I, I don't see that th this change, one, killing Dungeons and Dragons. It can't be done. It's the dragon that can never be slayed. Two, I don't see that it will de-incentivize people to create their own campaigns. It, I just don't see it because, I mean, why not? If you if you can get people together and you can stream the thing, tabletop gaming is pretty interesting. But again, a lot of people can't find the time to make it happen. So if you can find the time to make it happen and stream it, it's kind of like art, in in my opinion. A lot of people don't have the skills but watching somebody do it can be interesting and and the tabletop gaming sphere isn't overly saturated like everything else you know if you're if you're streaming a tabletop game at least it's different than some one of the tens of millions of people streaming cod so your channel is naturally going to take off i i just don't i, I don't see that this is necessarily a bad thing it could eventually turn into a bad thing, but it's it, the community is so small and there's so little money that we're actually talking about that I, I, I just don't. I don't see this being as big of a deal as Charlie is afraid that it will be and possibly some other people are afraid that it will be. 
time will tell obviously but i just have to disagree with charlie here it's just not that big of an issue so with that guys we're gonna call it here for a day i get to go play home repair simulator and fix my damn refrigerator that broke on christmas day uh it's been great it's been great living off of things that can only that don't need to be refrigerated i'll tell you what it is the cheapest way to go ever it is the cheapest way to live ever is to buy things that you can only consume within a couple of hours in quantities in the smallest possible quantity you would not believe how extra cheap it is <laughs> to live like that no but seriously buying a pint of milk is like it hurts my soul to see that it costs eight cents a, an ounce or whatever it is it's wild it's like twice as much as a half gallon of milk it's crazy anyway somebody should make a home repair simulator and a tax pr preparation simulator uh if power wash simulator can take off if goat simulator can take off then i think those two ideas can take off tax return simulator you turn it into a horror game somehow or, or you know home repair simulator you turn it into some sort of backstory about how there's you know demonic cult take over your house or something i don't know. could be a good idea could be interesting could be the next doku doku what was it called doku doku uh jake knows passions knows <coughs> the uh the dating simulator that's actually a horror game doki doki anyway anyway i'll let you guys go i'll stop rambling i gotta get, hit the gym fix my fridge i hope you have a good day whatever it is you're doing and that you're successful in it we'll catch you in the next one peace